What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Court of Capes, where we rate, rank, and discuss superhero content, including shows and movies. Good stuff. All the good stuff. It's maybe not so good stuff, whatever. But we're here to give our takes on superheroes, just in general. The good stuff that's out there, the bad stuff. We'll come through it. We'll give you what we want. Uh, what you um, what we talk about. Anyways, as I'm mumbling about this stuff, I got some some other judges with me because we're in a court and I shall introduce them, including myself. My name is Joshua Shelton. I am the renegade alongside of me. We have Judge Koopa. You can call me Avalanche because these uh, episodes have me shaken with joy. All right. I like it. I like it. I like it. All right. The young one, WandaVisionary, Anthony Cooper. As well as Time Lord. I will take Time Lord as well. All right. I don't know if we give it out. <laughs> giving out ones. All right. Man, and... I, I want Time Lord. <laughs> oh, goodness. I want and... 15 titles and they just keep getting more and more crazy. <laughs> I actually. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Anyways, I did miss. Yeah. Um, and our very own MCU conspiracy theorist, Judge Brown. Amanda's the best character. <clears throat> oh. Whoa. All right. Okay. All right. Oh, yeah. And, and Anthony, I forgot your other title. Sorry, I was trying to do it from memory. The Special Inquisitor. Yeah, yeah. Give me time, Lord. <laughs> He's earned it. <laughs> I've earned it. <laughs> In what sense have you earned it? I am the Time Lord, and you cannot say otherwise. Easy. I mean, easy. I'm in favor. In some way, you have to prove that you're the Time Lord. Oh, yeah? Boom. Just proved it. <laughs> I buy <What>? that. <laughs> I went back to your birth, Josh. Pretty oh, my. nice. Oh, was it? Oh, dude, that's raunchy, bro. <laughs> like, oh, goodness. Yep, only Time Lords can do that. Oh, man. Have you I seen... mean, Anthony's titles, he doesn't have enough of them. He's got to any... up the alphabet. Has anybody on this court actually been in, like, a room while someone was giving birth? Like, the no, room? Definitely no, definitely not. <laughs> I just absolutely <laughs> not. Besides... Have you, Josh? No, I have not. And I don't know if I could, like... You know, like kudos to those people. It's an intense experience, I believe. Like, well, I know. Bes- besides, uh, besides the the time shenanigans I just did, no, no, I have not. Uh, okay, but it, it was just my first time. <laughs> I mean, luckily, I, w- I was. I guess we've all been in one because we were birthed. You know, but obviously we don't remember. I it, would hope so. so. <laughs> because I'm the time lord. Plus, I remember JC, everything. were you just created? Was there no father? Well, my my creation has an interesting story. I don't know, man. Whoa, midichlorians, oh. I guess. Oh, midichlorians, oh, yeah, something like that. <laughs> Anyways, all right, guys, we're just gonna dive right in into our um, opinions and discussions about X Men Evolution, and I'd say that some of these episodes were pretty fantastic. Some of the other ones, we'll see. But without further ado, JC, talk about episode eight, Joyride. Oh man, we are in for a riveting 
Disney Plus <laughs> synopsis here, which are just as good, of course, as uh, my synopsis, which we use for our MCU segments. Go check Ooh. them out. Shameless plug. <clears throat> <laughs> Always so. Joyride. The younger students are taking the X-Men's vehicles for joyrides. Wow. So, mm. to be that fair, person though, deserves to like. Be fair, <laughs> they summed up the whole episode. Yeah, they did. They really did. <laughs> oh, wow! This this happened. Um, first of all, hot take number one. I mean, it's probably not that hot of a take. Iceman is the worst. My goodness. Uh, I was going to ask you guys, what are your thoughts on Iceman? Iceman's such a little turd in this, I forgot. Kind of fun, though. Oh, my word. Is he How in the world do they make me feel sympathetic toward freaking Avalanche? Yeah, yeah. Dude, this, this six-episode arc was the Avalanche redemption story. I'm Ugh. pro avalanche. I am Ooh. pro avalanche. Okay. I am 100 with you. Pro avalanche all the freaking way. I absolutely never thought that this podcast would <sighs> get to that. From what I, what about you, avalanche. Josh? Where where do you stand? Well, okay. This is what I wrote down. I was like, Lance may be bad, like talking about beforehand. So this wasn't like the, the first episode, but he's definitely not the worst part of this episode. Ah, there you go. He's he's starting to come around. Yeah, boy. Yeah. JC in silence, bro. <laughs> I wish I could disagree with you guys, but it's true. Yes. Not to like it, but it's true. Could <laughs> <sighs> oh, be yeah. Zenitsu. Hey, uh, hey, don't I love that man. <laughs> All right. Don't be I'm hating Zenitsu. on Zenitsu. I I am a Zenitsu stan, let yes. me tell you. Yes. Is Avalanche in his current form more consistently good than Zenitsu, Curtis? Yes. No. Uh, I don't think that's debatable. <laughs> Not debatable. Whoa. <laughs> what? Whoa. Whoa. That's always got to turn incredibly intense on this podcast, and I love it for that. <laughs> just when they thought they had me figured out. <laughs> I love how, like, we're, we're all just like, okay, maybe JC liked Avalanche this time. You're like, not only did I like him, but I'm just throwing the daggers all over the place, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't like it that I he's growing on me, but he is. Uh, yeah. But I will say, Kitty's still an idiot for liking him. I mean, that's fair. But, but I, mean, it's, I ship them. It's not the worst thing in the world that she's still an idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you might be onto something there, JC. <laughs> kitty pride oh man but you know she can like who she likes and you know they they wrote her the way they did we can't really change that they can have incredibly dumb children together (laughs) that's that's yeah just the dumbest kids yeah what would would their powers be if they mixed like what what would the kid get he could only go through earthquakes (laughs) oh my gosh i'm really telling it i don't know I don't know if it's like a my hero situation or like they inherit it, like both of them. Or yeah, I wouldn't say it was a mixture of any sorts because what we know from X Men, just the mutant gene is passed on usually, but we don't know how it really forms in each yep. individual. I like to think that it's a mutation of both. I like my hero rules. 
Because, <laughs> like, I mean, Quicksilver is the son of Magneto. Um, well, we don't know about in this. Spoiler alert. Well, hey, 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 we're just talking comics here, all right? All right. That's <laughs> not been confirmed. Rising. If you've been listening, that's not been confirmed. He just has special interest in Quicksilver, <laughs> which that whole line really didn't show anything so that weird. we've seen so far. Like, it was just set. Nope. That was like that. Yep. Like, okay. Anyways, no. okay. So, but he has completely different powers than Magneto. So, he can only go through earthquakes <laughs> i like it i like it uh but yeah so getting getting us back on track with this episode at the end of the day it wasn't a horrible episode wasn't very memorable kitty phased the jet that was cool i like that she's growing in her powers i yeah. appreciate it. We, we do see some power growth throughout these episodes for sure yeah uh okay the political consequences though of firing on the Air Force. What? <laughs> seems what? Like a, seems a little outlandish. It's a little Oh fun. my goodness. If that happened in real life over US airspace, <laughs> yeah. No more muties. Uh, <laughs> nope. Yeah, no that would muties. that would definitely start the anti-mutant revolution. Like that could have started World War Three. <laughs> Yeah, but I, Professor X just kind of summed up. Oh, they thought it was a UFO, so they're not going to say anything. You about know, it. this American Blackbird. Yeah, they like to say that they're in control, so they weren't in control, and they're not going to reveal that. It was just a testing exercise. Yeah. <laughs> Another testing exercise. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was like yeah. hilarious uh, in Iron Man. Yeah. So that was interesting that there was absolutely no consequences. But sure, why not? Kid show, I guess. And then there was this thing it's in the not mansion. the most egregious example of that we've seen so far. That's very true. Uh, guys, was I correct in seeing that there was some kind of shadowy figure in the X Mansion? What? Um, I, I didn't notice anything. I didn't Wait, notice anything this? either. What? So it was when Kitty Pride was having her head in the table. I thought in the background they had some random like shadowy figure like pass and she was like, wait, who is that? And it wasn't Avalanche. And he No, it late. wasn't. It was one of the other kids getting uh, like passing through the hallway. Was it literally just another random kid? Yep. Yeah, I think it was a random kid. Okay. I, I guess I like half saw it and thought it yeah. was like something relevant. Because yeah, they've had like, a couple like they've had a couple subtle things like setting up things. So I, yeah. I've, I've, I've been like, oh, maybe that was just something like super JC subtle. JC has this magnifying glass out because he didn't realize that that was actually Mystique. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I have to say. Yeah. Your thoughts on the episode? <laughs> Curtis, I, what are your thoughts on this? Episode? I really had a great time with this episode, honestly. Like, was the plot in and of itself super compelling? Like, oh, a bunch of dumb kids doing dumb things. No, it wasn't. But like, as soon as like it starts with Avalanche, I'm like, oh, here we go. Because like, I didn't, I didn't remember like, I didn't remember specifically liking or disliking him as a child. Um, yeah. But obviously, like, with our takes, I was like, oh man, like this is gonna be an Avalanche episode. But like, all of his motivations for everything he did like made a lot of sense. Like, literally, Professor X is like, yeah, like he likes Kitty. Like, let's try to leverage that into, like, helping him become a good person. And I'm like, yeah. that that makes sense. That was real smart. And, I like 
Yeah. And I just think that uh, this show is at its strongest when like the characters are just kind of like allowed to like chill out and like hang out and talk and like flirt with each other. And uh, this was a fun example of that. Yeah, showing that they're they're humans and teenagers as well. Yeah. Like, so for sure, they were, there were some fun aspects of it. I mean, at least it wasn't two people trying to escape the destruction of a moon in an uncompelling fashion. So. Yeah. <laughs> I really like this episode too. I thought, uh, I just like seeing all this, like how stupid these kids really are. Like, oh, I think we're going to take the Blackbird for a spin, guys. Let's let the kid who couldn't drive it in test mode. Let's let's have him. Yeah, take they uh they took multiple vehicles in, on little test drives, and uh, yeah, they destroy all of them, but still think it's a good idea to take the jet. I don't know Pretty what good. to tell them to do it really, other than the thrill. Yep, thrill. And to really just beat down on multiple man. <laughs> yeah, they're really, really hating on multiple there. Just like no one cares about you, nerd. I, and I don't know why. Like, yeah, Must play you, yeah. Iceman might have been the worst part of the entire episode. Oh, by far. He's a real. Well, I mean, yeah, he wasn't really that big of a deal no. in the episode. He was just kind of a. He was basically a plot device. Yeah, yeah. really annoying one, in my opinion. All right, so shall we move on to episode nine on Angel's Wing? Oh, let's talk about some good stuff. Oh, <laughs> right. This was my episode, fellas. And yes, I'm very happy. I'm and I'm I'm just happy I got to choose it. I was fourth in the picking. Yep. It's Christmas time, boys, and a mysterious in quotations angel has been cited. Um, this episode I chose purely on the fact that I'm a huge Angel fan from the comics and from the TV shows. Uh, I, he has such a cool arc that I'm not going to spoil just in case it's in this show. It's also in another show, but he's got some interesting motivations, especially how he handles certain situations based on his powers, which mm-hmm. are overall extremely simple, but have some interesting consequences sometimes. Ooh. Uh, my first hot point is we got some, uh, some more uh, Cyclops uh, rogue going on. Oh, and the okay. fact that this doubled as a rogue episode, I was like, yes. It started off like that, and, and they carried it all the way through. Mm. Mm-hmm. They did. Stuff. I mean, like, I don't know. Are we going to bring this conversation back to the table? Because it seems that, like, fate is confusing. Curtis, you were saying this show was making it fate that Scott was to be with Gene. Yeah, you know what? Screw fate. I am 100% on this train now. Even even if it derails at some point, like they need to make out right now. But at oh, least, I'm so in. At least someone acknowledged for the first time, I think, in this show, someone acknowledged her feelings for Scott. Yeah, yeah. it was that Kitty, was right? Yeah, it was Kitty, or was it Risty? It was uh, some girl next door. Yeah, yeah, I was one of them. I think I think it was Risty, probably. I don't know. No, I think it was Kitty actually. No, I Never it was mind. Kitty. Yeah. Because they were talking about the dance, and she was like, oh, like, aren't you going to, like, finally ask Scott or whatever? They were having a pretty intimate conversation, so I think it was, I think it was Kitty. I think both of them called it out at different episodes. Yeah, probably. But they, yeah, I mean, it's possible they could have acknowledged it before, but this is the first time where, like, to me, it was acknowledged that Rogue had feelings for Scott. 
big yeah. feelings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and she like was doing stuff to keep them together. Like, oh, like Scott and I can go. Like, uh, I was like, <laughs> oh shoot, bro. Yes. Like making the moves. And she's like, and you just, still owe me a present. Let's go to this CD ooh. store. Yeah, I like how oh, forward she is. We yes. all know, we all know in media, in shows and movies, how two people can connect in like a CD or record store. Like it just happens. It just yep. happens. I need to go to a CD store now. Dude, or go to your local McKay's, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to cry now. Wait, wait, wait. Anthony, to your next point. Um, I thought Angel was very cool in this episode because he dealt with different kinds of uh, him just not knowing if he wants to join the X-Men because he's like, huh, you guys are kind of like Magneto, but a little softer. But I don't know if I want to be a part of that. True. That's what made um, Rogue kind of uh, interesting as well at the beginning. Yeah. I just think it's cool that we can see like his like goodwill to heart and how he's just saving people just because he's not a part of any like uh, organization or anything. And that's that's kind of rare for a mutie. Yeah. But what did you guys think of Angel? Um, like him as a character? What did you think of Angel, Josh? Uh, well I, yeah, I liked him I liked him a lot actually um, he was a character who had powers to actually took the uh, the whole great power great responsibility kind of uh, um, quote seriously mm-hmm. where he's like I got powers to help people and I'm gonna do it like I'm gonna be kind of secretive about it you know but still he's like I'm gonna step out there and do it now his powers were kind of uh he was kind of blessed with powers that made him look like an angel so most people thought he was just an angel rather than outing that he's some sort of mutant i was pretty Gosh. surprised at how religious this episode got yeah, yeah. especially for like a mid 2000s show like the 90s they they got a little edgy sometimes but like yeah this was this was this was interesting i liked it yeah and like that and like i can't remember if i've given my official like opinions on this episode this episode was great a very good episode of x-men evolution like i loved what they did with magneto Mm -hmm. like this was definitely the best we've seen for magneto because like he was intimidating and they returned like most of his scenes to where his like face was shrouded where he looks really cool uh-huh. And uh freaking rogue took his powers. That's awesome. Oh, okay, uh, okay, okay. Before we get into that, bef- wait, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm point. sure Anthony has a hot point, but before Whoa. we do that, JC, what do you I think of like Warren? <laughs> <laughs> JC, what do you think of Warren? And then we can get to Anthony's other hot point. Uh, okay. So, so you know, I think this isn't exactly a crossover episode, but in terms of introducing a new character who hasn't been a part of the story up to this point, this episode did what both the Batman and Iron Man Armored Adventures failed at almost consistently. Mm. Like, this is what all of those crossovers should have been. Yes. Mm. I love it. I freaking Like, we it. finally saw it done right. Yep. I agree. All right, Anthony. Well, since... Might as well get right into it. So Chris went diving in head first. Uh, <laughs> yeah, couldn't wait. I, it was you can, yeah. You can go more in depth though. It was a great scene. Uh, we obviously, uh, I'll just skim over the fact that Magneto was real dope in this episode, and 
the way he kind of manipulated uh, people's perception of Angel by making him actually knock that kid in the water. Uh, pretty, uh, pretty evil thing Still to cold. do. Um, but... Wait, 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 wait. That was that was Magneto. Yeah. 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 Wait, who was the guy on the bridge? Was Magneto controlling him? No, that was, no, Magneto. That was, that that was, was Magneto. Magneto. Really? Stacy, I thought yeah. you had your magnifying glass out, man. You didn't see his weird face? <laughs> his weird tan oh. face? <laughs> JC! <sighs> Another receipt. <laughs> <laughs> Man, maybe you gotta maybe you gotta expand your vision. You gotta you gotta I, put I away the eyes checked again. I, yeah. need, I, I need a stronger prescription, guys. Man, it's a good thing that JC didn't win the title of Wanda Visionary because that incorrect. <laughs> ain't no vision there. <laughs> Get the white cheddar cheese. It's out of your eyes, JC. Hey, ah. hey, don't be hating on those white cheddar cheeses, bro. I'm just saying they're hard to look through. Ah, they got lols, kind of. <laughs> um. We got to see probably my favorite fight scene uh, in this show so far. It's just the whole Cyclops Rogue versus Cyclops Rogue Angel versus Magneto. Mm-hmm. All of it was just new, interesting set piece after set piece with variations of using all their powers in unique ways. Mm-hmm. I love the church setting too. Ah, oh, yep. that that was great. They 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 didn't really care that it was a church at all, but it was great. Man, Cyclops was ready to blast all them windows right out. He's always ready to blast, man. <laughs> that always. poor big stained glass window. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Oh, that was Angel, though. Angel did that. Uh, yeah. Give him a little sneak attack. That hurt a little bit. <laughs> a lot. All right. I mean, since since we're on this point, all right, let, can we talk about Magneto's powers for a second? Sure. Um, because I'm a little confused. I thought he could fly because he was wearing a suit that he could manipulate into uh to help him fly like but when ro got his powers she could fly too no 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 magneto you uses uh he magnetizes himself against the the magnetic polarity of the yeah the polarity of the earth oh so okay. so, so Rome, I mean I did I did not know that I thought he was wearing his suit and that suit was made out of a special material like some sort of metal to where he could lift himself up and fly. Nah, no. Nope. Uh, there's there's two ways Magneto flies in mediums. It's by uh, reversing his polarity with the Earth, or he has a little metal disc that he stands on. He magnetizes it and he flies around, which is cooler than it sounds. It's a lot yeah. cooler than it sounds. Yeah, it it, it kind of looks like uh the oh what's his name, the freeze guy from Incredibles, that kind of thing. Frozen. A frozen. Frozen. Yeah. Is it yeah, basically frozen. Static Shock? My super suit. Yeah, it's basically Static Shock, right? He's flying on a trash can lid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Basically. Or like or like a Whiplash from Iron Man: Avengers. Man, that. Happened. Oh, true. That was Man. a fun character until it wasn't. Yeah. That was a fun character and, for the first episode. Yeah, they did him yeah. dirty. <laughs> uh, okay, so okay, so that explains that. So that's why Rogue, when she took his powers, could fly as well. And it was kind of a half reference to Rogue, who can regularly fly in the comic. Oh, yeah, yeah, and he sent some sort of magnetic push thing for a second. Yeah, you can. He reverses the polarity. To push someone back. It makes no sense, but that's how they do it. 
Ah, I bet it's Hank like, McCoy can can bring that out or whatever. His name's Hank, right? Yeah, Hank. Yeah, yeah, Hank. Hank. <laughs> All right, so so that kind of explains it. I was a little confused when I saw that whole scene going down. It was kind of it was a fun scene, but definitely confusing. Oh, and uh, yeah, so and uh, we got to see Angel save uh, Rogue as she kind of almost got knocked out, and we got to see you know Angel's uh, Angel's kind of main things that yeah he he's pretty tactful in fighting, but he's really his main focus is saving people. Yeah, big saving guy. As heroes mainly should be. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Uh, what a novel concept. I know, right? <laughs> we don't see it. It's it's sad that it's a novel concept for this show. Like that. that I mean, seem to be to fair, be most their... of them are kids. So they don't get to do anything. Yeah. Warren's a big adult. Warren's yeah, a big man. Is he a big adult? Like. Yeah, he's an adult. Okay, like what, like 18, 19? Like, how, how are we talking here? He's like 22. Oh, oh. He's an old what man. Know this canon? Uh, what an old like, man. 22. What, what an old man comparatively to Kitty, who's like 12. <laughs> uh, wait, wait, Spike is the youngest, though, right? Spike is... He's six. Six or five. <laughs> <laughs> six, but he's six. a freshman in high school. But six he's really not that smart. So, dude, dude's real smart for failing. Oh no, he actually is really smart. Remember, he was explaining that device that Forge created at one point. Yeah, he did. Him and Kitty were both explaining it. Wow, oh, man. Okay, the, the Professor X trained him the arts of quantum mechanics. We all know that. <laughs> yeah, but but Kitty, that's so interesting because like at like going on the whole kitty run here like when she was first introduced she was like they were picking on her because she had a's in every single class except gym so she was supposed to be like this super smart kind of like nerd person but all the other all the other episodes afterwards she's struggling to to like study for tests and whatnot to put sentences together yeah yeah that too (laughs) Like, yeah, uh, what's with that? They, I forgot I don't about think that. That's an inconsistency, I would say, with her character. I don't know. Like, how how many... I know plenty of people with, like, excellent grades who are like, oh, no, I'm probably going to fail. All right, so and their intention like, no, is to not. further exploit the American school system? Like, Pretty much. Yeah, like, good grades don't mean you're smart, just mean you're uh, doing the right work. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Good. Anyway, overall, I really liked this episode. This episode, was, episode, oh man, it it made me very happy, and it was Christmas themed. Yes, we got, we got to see some Christmas, and everyone so, got uh, sweaters. And Kitty is Jewish. Oh yeah, everyone got sweaters. Yeah. That's the only got sweaters. That's the only gift that uh, that Professor Xavier allows in his house. Everyone's getting a sweater. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> wait, so. Uh, Scott didn't get Rogue a gift, though, did he? Guess not. Mm. Maybe that'll come back in a later episode. Bad guy, bad guy. I, I realize but, Rogue has feelings for Scott, but man, maybe Warren is better for Rogue. Warren is kind of great for everyone. Yeah. He's just a nice yeah. guy. Maybe, but maybe he's the only one good enough for her, you know? <laughs> I love it, JC. Let's go. White cheddar cheese. It's everyone. <laughs> well, 
going a little overboard. Audio listeners there, JC brought out the white cheddar cheeses. I have a counter argument. Let me show you something. What's that? Are you going to bring out the whales, bro? Oh, man. I have a counter argument. Let me. How do I turn this thing around? And that is how you completely derail a conversation. Rips. Oh, the grip. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. That might be the best like form that Cheez Its come in. Man, it's been like a decade since I've had those. They had Cheez Its. They right? had the, the Chips Ahoy, right? What else did they have? Those were great. Those oh, were they fantastic. Had, they had like toasted crunch or something. Okay. I, I don't, I just remember those two the Cheez Its and the Chips Ahoy. But man, they brought them back and they're, they're fantastic. You could eat like 14 packs and you'd be like, man, I'm not full. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, they're not really for full. They're really not. They're just like people would throw them in kids' lunches. I was always so jealous of the kids that would get them in their lunches. I was like, dang, my peanut butter jelly <laughs> sandwich. I'll trade you a fourth of it for I'm some cheese. I'm stuck Cheez-Its. with my white cheddar cheese its man. Oh, I didn't even get those, man. I, I, growing up on the streets. Uh, um, you got the Dollar Tree <laughs> cheese crackers. Oh no. Oh man. <laughs> okay, back to the episode, Anthony. <laughs> what a Curtis- tangent. <laughs> and Curtis said it was a really good episode. You really liked the episode. JC, give what did you think about the episode? And I'm gonna give what I thought about the episode right when I watched it. Oh man. I mean, it was a great episode. I mean, I don't think I really had anything negative to say about it. It yeah. it was it just checked all the boxes off. I think uh, specifically, I mean, we haven't talked about how they were reading the Daily Bugle. Oh, yeah. That was cool. I I didn't didn't catch that either. They were just a bunch of scribbles on on freaking paper. What? Okay, you have to take back everything you said about my eyesight now. No, no, I'm talking about the the words on the papers, not the actual title of the magazine. Oh, okay. Well, well, anyway, they were reading scribbles (laughs) of the Daily Bugle. Yes. Yeah. Like when but, uh, <laughs> but I loved uh I loved how uh Gene was jealous of Rogue. That was awesome. Gene I have many problems with and we'll continue to dive into that. Love oh. that Scott put his arm around Rogue. Oh wow. Love that episode Ooh. had a great tone overall. Yes. Love the Christmas montage at the end. It was all it was all great. Great episode. All right. Just the look that Gene shoots over to Rogue. Yes, when, when like Rogue gave him the gift. Oh, oh, was, oh. Uh, so pure, good. Pure daggers. Pure that daggers. was fan-freaking-tastic. All right, all right. So you gave your uh, little um, thoughts on the episode there. Let me, let, me, let me take you guys on a journey on my thought process here. The episode introductions. It opens up with this music going on with angel literally kind of saving like on the news this and angel saving this woman out of a burning building the music that was playing the whole scene i was like was this the best intro in any episode we've seen in the show so far oh yeah and i was like heck yes and I loved every single moment probably within this episode. And I was like, at the end, I was like, was this the best episode in the entire show? We've I seen have that so written far? down. I have that written down. So Anthony, you're with me on this. 
when yep, we watch the have, episode. I have right. written down overall my favorite ep so far. Yes, my favorite yep, at, episode so far as well. At this specific point in my journey of watching X Men Evolution, this was my favorite so far. Mm-hmm. JC, I can, are you I on board with us? No, I can think of no episode that's better. Oh, like up to that point? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think this episode was the best. All right. All right, so shall we move on to the next episode, which in my opinion was a banger, Mindbender. Yeah, yeah. Give it to us. All right. A mysterious hypnotist kidnaps some of the X-Men and brainwashes them into committing crimes for him. All right, so that um, courtesy of IMDb giving us that beautiful summary, which it seems every single author for the summaries of the show really struggled. But this one... (laughs) Yeah, they did. Yeah. (laughs) So this episode starts out with what looks like an abandoned circus. I got like joker vibes like you know my whole dc batman fandom was just kind of tingling a little bit you know like the killing joke aspect of it Um, and i was like yo i'm digging this i'm digging this the whole episode was kind of a thriller slash scary like episode you know it was it was kind of disturbing in in parts and i really enjoyed that like a lot like i was like yo this is cool but curtis curtis Yes. You revealed last time or a while back on on this podcast that you're not really into mind control episodes. Like you're not into mind control much at all. Yeah. What about this um, episode though? Like the mind control aspect. Okay, do you do you remember what what show I was talking about with that? Uh it was this show actually when Wolverine was controlled. Oh yeah, that's right. Um I I thought this episode did it way better. Yeah. All right. Just because just because like um wolverine was still like enough of himself to be like oh yeah he's clearly being manipulated but like the fact that all the all the characters just go completely silent is mm-hmm. so much more unnerving and like oh like what's actually going on like i'm interested in this mystery mm-hmm. so yeah like i thought that in the pantheon of like uh mind control episodes this one was definitely on the higher end for me mm, gotcha jc are, are you on board with that not really Oh, oh, no, no. Okay, <laughs> why this, not? I don't know. This episode just didn't really do it for me. It, it this seemed, whole episode? It seemed less than memorable. Oh, JC, JC, JC. <laughs> All right, Anthony, are you on board with Curtis or JC's opinion? I am on board with the opinion that this episode was really good. Nice. All right. I'll bring my hot take to the table and wear it proudly. Yeah, we we will discuss this. All right, so my next hot point was kind of something that Curtis touched on. Less is more. So literally, I feel like this is the coolest the X-Men have ever been because they weren't really talking. They were just this ominous, like, just doing whatever. I mean, there was Logan talking, obviously, and whatnot. And, uh, and And Beast... Or was it night? Was it Nightcrawler? Which one was the one that was controlled? Yeah, it was Beast. Beast was talking a little bit, but the rest of them weren't talking. And I thought, like, yo, this is actually pretty cool. So to me, the whole like, I just think less is 
more instead of throwing us at stuff just give us a cool fight scene which we got ladies and gentlemen of the jury i feel like this is one of the best scenes we best fight scenes we've ever seen in this entire show i did like this fight scene a lot it was really cool it was absolutely amazing (laughs) and i like the cool James, Jean's all Jean, like at least up to this point, has been at her coolest when like she hasn't been in control of her powers. Yeah, yeah. When she had that whole episode where she was like, you know, you know, they were just kind of going backwards and stuff like that, and Rogue came in clutch. Like, yeah, that that was a good episode. Yeah, and kind of a little. Well, Anthony kind of summed it as her power growth, but it could have been a hint at Phoenix. You know, that whole thing. Who knows? Who knows? But we were also introduced to a character, which I thought was also a really good introduction, Mesmero. Anthony, are there some things you would like to reveal about Mesmero um, or not that within this show? Like, what are some things? Like, how did they do Mesmero and compared to the way he was in? Hmm. Comment. Considering I forgot Mesmero existed pretty oh, well. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not 100% sure what his relationship is with, uh, with uh, the character that was revealed at the end of this episode that I'm not going to steal away from your thunder from. <laughs> yeah. Someone's bitter. Well, I'm not talking about... No, 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 no. He, no he's, he's allowing me... Well, yeah, that's true. Curtis, or... Curtis did steal some thunder, but that's all right. Conversation to be had. About that, but uh, yeah, sure. I guess I'm bitter. Bitter <laughs> makes for better story. Um, but yeah, I don't really remember anything about him besides him just being a mind control guy. Um, I mean, he he uh, the guy literally like took on Professor X and won in the Battle of the Baldies. <laughs> well, I mean, he kind of he, he kind of was like. He was kind of like feeding off of the power of something else. Oh yeah, <laughs> and that was that was that was the mind that Professor X was talking about. Yeah, Jason. Like, what did you think about the Battle of the Baldies? <laughs> I mean, I was very very surprised that Professor X lost. That I yeah. I could not believe. That. I was too. Which takes to the next point of someone who was re- uh, revealed. Turns out Mesmero was a puppet of someone even stronger apocalypse i oh boy. in no way expected them to bring such a big character like at all so i'm kind of proud of myself because as soon as i saw the ancient egypt setting i was able to guess it and for knowing Ooh. nothing about x-men I- i'm really happy about that that's Good pretty job, impressive Wilson. that's pretty impressive so thank you JC, there's a reason you're the MCU conspiracy theorist, but you do miss the blatant details. Apparently so. <laughs> Man, I just see high. random weird things. He's in the grains <laughs> of the sand and not looking at the full desert. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so Curtis, I would like you to tell me some of your thoughts on this episode and then Anthony and then JC are going to battle it out. Like, we might have some battles here right now on what we think about this episode. I mean, I, I thought it was a really solid episode. I thought Mesmero as a character, like, there's, like, nothing there. Um, he's just like, oh, 
I'm evil doing evil things for another evil guy. That's yeah. pretty much it. Yeah. But uh, he he provided a fun obstacle for the X-Men and like a scary threat. So mm-hmm. I thought that he served his purpose well with that. Um, I loved seeing uh, Professor X really like stretch to his limits and like seeing all the X-Men like fight each other is always fun and kind of like a civil war type of way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like overall, like a solid episode. Enjoyed it a lot. Mm. All right, Anthony. Um, yeah, I completely echo his points that I really like this episode. I thought some of the animation was like pretty polished for uh, this season, specifically mm-hmm. like the opening with Jean Grey and all the scary clown stuff. I'm like, huh, yeah, that's, I, that's pretty scary for me when I was like six when I watched this. Oh, yeah, for uh, sure. But I think I think it kind of shows just how powerful the X-Men are in general. If, if they're used as tools, they can kind of just they can kind of just break into anywhere. Um, I thought it was cool to see just how powerful they are in someone else's hands that are not that good at hands. But overall, I really like this episode. All right, JC. What I mean, about this was so forgettable? <laughs> Maybe the forgot the fact that I forgot I watched it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I don't know, guys. I, I do not have any strong takes on this episode. It just I- happened. I don't feel bad about it. I don't. I didn't hate anything. I felt nothing towards it. I just watched it and then forgot about it. That is literally it. I'm sure it was fine, but it was better than fine. If you say so, I don't remember it. Oh my goodness! Were you were you were you on your phone? Is that what it was, JC? Because... I don't know where my headspace was. Me, I. I will, I will literally concede the point that I might have just been like super distracted or just having a bad day when I watched this because I watch these on different days at different times and different head spaces. Yeah. And that completely contribute to this. Mm. So I, I, I just, I don't remember this episode. I'm sorry, guys. It, right. it happened. I remember, I remember it happening, but I don't remember anything jumping out at me. Nothing spoke to me. I wrote down nothing except like the apocalypse thing. And I was like, yeah, that's cool, but okay. That's freaking awesome. I mean, in terms of what we've seen in this show, that could turn out to be great. Like really, really cool. Well, like, I only know apocalypse exists. I know nothing about it. Uh, okay. I knew the Egypt thing. That's, that's it. So my knowledge is now spent. Well, there's a live action X-Men movie that knows <laughs> Yeah, that movie is not good. That movie is not such good. garbage. It's so oh, bad. <laughs> like, it's so it's so depressing because <laughs> that literally comes after two of literally the best X Men movies. Yeah, yeah, it, it's so bad. Oh my goodness, I do not recommend people to go watch it. I really don't. Like, but unless you're in for a good endurance test, yes. So, JC, it, it really saddens my heart to hear that, that, you know, this episode was forgettable about you. There were probably, you know, other things that could have been in the way of you enjoying this episode, whatever it may be. Yeah. But this episode that I watched was probably, and that's why I kept emphasizing up to this point on the last episode. This is the one you're thinking about? Mind Bender is my favorite episode in this entire show so far. Now that's a, that's, that's a pretty cool take. 
I don't agree with it, but that's pretty cool. I respect I, it though. I loved it so much. The thriller slash scary like aspect of it. We had clowns, whatever it was. You know, Mesmero did, as Curtis said, did do his part, and but he wasn't like the whole, you know, antagonist the whole time. You know, we found out at the end he was playing, you know, some strings of Gene, and his strings were being played, whatever. Uh, but and the apocalypse reveal at the end, the fight scene was so well done, the best fight scene we've ever seen. In my opinion, we got to see them actually use their powers. Like Spike actually was cool. Like That's that true. rarely ever happens. So I agree with you there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if they can make such a character that's not cool, pretty cool. I mean, there's some pros, pros there, but I had a lot of fun in this episode. And Josh, you're making me want to rewatch this episode with intentionality. It's probably Dude. not going to happen, but you're making me want to. <laughs> Dude, do it! It was, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, and yes, they were brainwashed the whole time, but the whole mystery—or not brainwashed, mind controlled—but the whole mystery of it all, like what's actually going on, because yeah, there could be many points within this episode where they could have given us like some garbage, like oh, this is what was happening, or this is what was happening, or nothing really happened at all. But all of it leading up to the reveal at the end, I was like, yo yo this this was really good you did good writers of this episode uh the the whole thing the story the themes anthony brought up the animation the animation was actually really well done and compared to things we've seen in the past the fight scenes were great less is more the whole thing i liked it a lot nice yeah so i'm glad that i chose this episode to review um and I'm glad, Curtis, that you weren't disappointed in the fact that this was a mind control episode. No, no, it was it was on the upper tier. Of, yeah, of they did really well. Um, so that's my take on this episode. It may be a hot one, whatever it was, but I really had fun. And shall we move on to episode eleven, Shadow Dance? So, okay, do we want to cover? walk on the wild side first since it oh. since it was out of order yeah yeah we can we can do that first sure because i mean i had both episodes you did so have both episodes matter. yeah and we'll cover retreat so, okay you had so both uh, episodes you choose all right so I'll, I'll cover walk on the wild side first um so the disney plus description reads as follows the female x-men form a vigilante crime fighting group and uh, this episode was pretty wild. Yes, um, it was. Hot point, hot point number one. <laughs> I love how Scott was just being a doof the whole time. And like, he was just being like your stereotypical, like, dumb, dumb guy. Where he was like, what did I say? <laughs> yep. Yeah. He was saying like dumb, sexist stuff. <laughs> he blasted that boulder to a billion pieces. It almost put out all their eyes. He's just like, what? Yeah. Oh, he's, oh, he's, like, he's like, yeah, I, I, I saved you. You guys were damsels in distress. I was like your white knight. Yeah, he was, you know? he was really leaning into that. Like, yeah, like you guys were helpless. And like, I was your knight. And like, you were damsels. <sighs> Scott. <laughs> Scott giveth and Scott taketh away. See, this was that weird episode where Scott becomes like MJ, where Scott's a sectus and MJ was a racist. 
Are you talking about, are you talking about uh, Pepper? Pepper? Pepper. Sorry, not MJ. Yeah. Sorry. Not to squander like, MJ's name. No. Pepper. I meant Pepper. No. Oh. Okay. To, to be fair, at least Scott learned his lesson. Yes, he did. This episode. That, that they never issue addressed the fact was that never Pepper resolved. was racist. It was never yeah, resolved. Nope. I was actually going to bring Pepper up in this episode. I'm still going to later on. You'll okay. probably know where. <laughs> that's but... wild. That, that's so wild. But yeah. Yeah. Right. We'll, we'll discuss her more. <laughs> So uh, we come to my personal uh, favorite quote of this batch when uh, Kitty is like um, talking about like going out on the town. She's like, we'll get in touch with our shallow teenage values. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That was great. That was great. She's improving. Kitty is improving. Tabitha Smith. And uh, of course, this was the big return of Boom Boom, everyone's favorite character. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so I I watched this episode like four or five days ago, and I still can't quite wrap my head around like how any of this came to be. It's just like Boom Boom was just like hanging out, and then she was just like, "Hey, you all want to hang out?" And they're like, "Sure, let's all like do stuff." It it did just happen. I'm not complaining about the episode, no, but it no, definitely no. just happened. Yeah, came out of nowhere. May I just say that was a wild montage of them like becoming like vigilantes and like putting on the leather and like that was the, a lot. The, <laughs> the, the, the sirens' origins are one of one of value. <laughs> let me tell you, that was so out of left field. Like, guys, I literally for like the longest time thought it was a dream sequence, and then I was like, wait, that actually all happened. Yeah. <laughs> It blew me away that it was real. I definitely, you know, like when you're watching like a musical, but that's like a movie at the same time and people just start breaking into a song. You're like, oh, okay, this is happening. Like that that's kind of how I felt where they just like broke into like this music video or montage, you know, and yeah. they became something totally different. Like, oh, all right. But I got to say, I never woke up. But I got to say, I love pretty much everything this episode did because of just how incredibly ham-fisted it was and how they completely like just sold out for like, yep, we're just going to make an episode where like all the ladies team up and it's going to be stupid and fun. Yeah. And it was both and equal shares. Um, Hot point number four, I love the Scott Kurt team up where they're just like, what do, what do we do? (laughs) Yeah. And it's a great contrast to like earlier in season one when like, Scott and Kurt were like at each other's throats. Like, yeah, like it, it's nice to see that they're friends. Yeah, I didn't really like that uh, story arc, but yeah, like I like where they are now. I love where yeah, they are yeah. now, but I didn't yeah. like where I didn't like it all before. Really. No, like that. Was, yeah, that earlier on it was clumsy. Um, and hot point number five. Um, I would just like to ask you boys a question: What is Boom Boom's game here? Like, what what's going through her mind? What 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 is she doing? Doing what she wants. Yep, I was yeah. gonna say the same thing. Boom she, boom she, is just she, chaos. She, she has no game. Now there's another character that has a game that I was gonna bring up, but boom boom. Oh yeah. I don't know what her game is. Like I think she's just doing what she wants. It's like it's like that scene from like the Dark Knight when the uh, Joker's like, Do I look like a guy with a plan to you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> boom boom is chaos. Yep. Yep. Straight so yeah, what, what did you all think of this episode? I had a I had a fun time with it, personally. Oh, I had uh, it was so out of left field. 
that JC shouldn't forget what happened in this episode. Um, <laughs> just saying. But I liked how like pro femme it was, and of how course. they were like, like the female characters, like we do what we want. You know, we're not gonna appeal to men. We're gonna be heroes the way we want to be heroes, and you're just gonna have to deal with it. And I loved that they kind of at the end Scott got that message and was like, "All right, cool, let's let them take care of what they want to do." I loved the whole message of the episode. It was a lot of fun. JC. It was a little bit heavy handed with the writing. Oh yeah. Like, it was, it was slapping you across the oh, face. Oh, it was so episode. in your face in a oh, way, yeah. Oh, but yeah. Was, yeah. I, I no, just, no one's disputing that. No, I don't yeah. think so, but I liked it. It was a fun episode to just turn your mind off and enjoy. And I have no complaints about it. It just wasn't as hype as some of the other episodes for me. Ah, uh, gotcha. 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 Well, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, those two episodes we saw previously. Guys, I just want to say this. I hope I'm not sounding super negative about things. The level of quality in this batch of episodes compared to the last batch is astronomically greater. So please- Oh, absolutely. <laughs> please know that I'm not trying to be negative here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I mean, I guess we're kind of going out there that this was, yeah, the best batch of episodes we've seen so far. Yeah, oh, I, mean, I, yeah. I, I don't think uh, it's, it's not particularly close. Yeah, 100%. Like, like I haven't really been like negative about anything yet, I don't think. It's just certain things didn't jump out at me or leap out yeah, at like, me, but, but it was in my, quality in my, content. In my opinion, there were no like outstanding bad episodes in this batch. I thought yeah. they were all at, at worst enjoyable and at best like really good. Yeah, th there was. I agree episode. with that. There was one episode where I'm like, ah, you know, this one's, it's fun. It's filler. Like, there were a couple filler, fillers. But it, uh, yeah. yeah. But like, that's this bad. One definitely, this one definitely felt like filler to me. But it was fun filler. Oh, yeah. Very fun. I mean, I really liked it. And uh, and I think that um, Dispatcher episodes, like, the show went from being like, man, like, I guess we'll wait and see. Like, hopefully, like, uh, improves to we're like I can confidently say that like X-Men Evolution is a fun slash pretty okay show I would even go so far as to say that uh, it's good I like it yeah all right gotcha it's, it's not like a it's not like a 10 out of 10 like blow your mind like Tron or, or um, Demon, Slayer. Demon Slayer but like yeah. it's it's fun it's definitely in that next tier yeah. yeah, I mean, these batch of episodes, I was definitely having a great time. And, you know, the time I was having, I almost had a better time than most of Iron Man Armored Adventures. Oh, yeah, I totally so, agree. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think, I, I think that Iron Man, Iron Man Armored Adventures season two being so horrible kind of made us maybe just overrate season one a little bit. Yeah, at yeah, least possibly. in retrospect. Like, I mean, we just saw the potential, and they took us. Yeah, they took and us we also down. watched season one coming right off of the Batman. So, like, we were just season five of the Batman. Oh, yeah. That's so true. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. Um, but I do have a question for you guys before we move on to the next episode. Um, what is okay? So you were asking, what is Boom Boom's game? What is Mystique's game? Like, she keeps 
popping up in every single episode and they keep showing her and like finally they had a zoom in right it was this episode where they had that zoom in for a second mm-hmm. where her eyes like changed so like she has some sort of game but what is it yeah like she she kind of, she helped them at the end yeah she yeah. did well it clearly involves rogue in some capacity yeah and that's what i was yeah. saying why why is she so attached to rogue why did she get so close to her well i mean her sister was the one who was taking care of rogue wasn't she was it did they ever established they the never established it they i'm they pretty sure they're siblings because they look eerily similar because well tr- because they were like at one point what it they were in the limo right and they said something about Rogue, and then, oh, I guess it was. They got the same nose. Yeah, it maybe it was her sister, and then, but, but the her caretaker was like Mystique, watch out, she's your. And then they didn't say anything. I have a theory on Mystique's motives, and I don't remember anything that happens beyond this point in this show. Yeah, just to preference that. So okay, but right, I mean, so your subconscious are- could be speaking. I don't know. Dude, I don't even know if I've seen the other season. Yeah, I was about to say, I don't know if Anthony's seen past this. Yeah, like, this is all speculation. So we know that Apocalypse is a bad guy that exists, right? Yes. And he has the servant of, uh, um, what's his name? Mesmero, right? The Mindbender. Yes. What if uh, Mystique is kind of like also a servant of Apocalypse? And she needs Rogue alive because of her unique ability to steal powers so she can use her in some way to awaken Apocalypse. Hmm. That, that's, kind of, that's kind of where I'm leaning. Or maybe it's the complete opposite and Mystique's trying to stop Apocalypse and she needs an army. Maybe. I mean, she well, is we- attached to Rogue mainly. And rogue is the key to certain events happening rogue could be the key to an anti-mutant coalition or or war starting at some point because of her powers um which is something that's happened before right i'm not crazy right like her powers being used to manipulate and then like creating some sort of cure um yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just want to know. Anthony, I mean, you could be totally right. She could be serving under Apocalypse, or she could be trying to fight off Apocalypse. She's definitely got some sort of game, and it's probably the most somewhat consistent thing that's been going on throughout these episodes. I don't yeah, know. And I just, I think she's so much more interesting this time around than in season one, because in season one, she's just like the cranky principal. Yeah. Just like, yeah, you're just kind of annoying. Whereas, like, here she's, like, kind of, like, doing, like, shady stuff in the background. And, like, um, I like her alter ego. Um, what's what's the girl's Tristy? name? Yeah, Tristy. No, Risty. 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 Oh, she, my gosh. I can't. She, she has a fun energy to, like, add to everything. And, like, I like what they're doing with Mystique. Yeah. Or is it Tristy? I don't know. I don't freaking know. Like, they don't say they her name. They only say her name, like, once. Like, yeah, yeah like, once. It's just R I S T Y. Yeah, wristy. I was like, wristy. Wrist. Um. So yeah, yeah. I I mean, I had a lot of fun, but I just definitely wanted to see what your guys' thoughts on what Mystique was doing and what her game is and why she's so attached to Rogue. Um, and you know, because she chose her out of all the other ones. I mean, maybe because 
like she saw something in rogue when rogue was on in the brotherhood you know that sort of connection she connected with her as some sort of independent you know thinker and stuff like that maybe she just likes rogue because rogue's so independent in herself that she wants to be that rather than because before she fell under the the um well the brainwashing of magneto and she wants to get away from that and rogue provides a different perspective i don't know a lot of theories yeah yeah it's probably the only theories i have going on so far about this show she's the mysterious figure overall walk on the wild side was a good ep mm-hmm. very good very good all right shall we move on to your next step um, or now let's do retreat let's do retreat next okay because ending on retreat would be kind of anticlimactic you're not <laughs> wrong <laughs> jc sorry for fair. that introduction about your episode let us talk about uh, that beast oriented episode to be fair speaking of my forgetfulness this time i forgot i had the episodes <laughs> to be fair <laughs> this was my first pick too my yeah, yeah. I, I i picked some bad ones I almost picked Shadow Dance, but then I got scared because of Avalanche. Because of the yeah. <laughs> yes, you did, and uh, you can determine if that was a mistake or not. I will not. I got my top you. two picks. If I got my top pick too. I mean, I, I got my top I, pick. So I, I I picked garbage. So oh well. <laughs> okay. Well, going strong into this episode. <laughs> retreat let's just bang right through this real fast this will be the quickest one we've ever done guys beast accompanies kitty and the new mutants on a retreat into the woods okay so hot points for this episode uh that scientist he was a real nice man i think he is a great guy loved him (laughs) cool decent man i love the bigfoot hunters they're so dumb I just love how how that scientist is just like, oh, you're a talking Bigfoot, and oh, you're smart, and oh, I'll keep your secret. We'll get you out of here. Oh, we'll, we'll be all be fine. This is great. You just chill. So cool. What a great guy. Uh, love seeing more beasts. Mister McCoy is amazing. Can't wait to see more development for him. I think they're doing great things with him. I'm all on board. Uh, this was definitely the rescue episode of the bunch, kind of like. Uh, Scott and Alex, yeah, like last time. Yeah, except time. this was way better. Except it was definitely better, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was it was an interesting episode. That's all I have. Thoughts in like five words or less, guys. Sum it up. We can do it. I believe in you. Uh, I liked it. It was filler. There we go. Uh, it was a quite uh, change in pace. Nice. I liked the perspective of Beast trying to adjust. Perfect. Oh, uh, five more words. Spike was in yes. it. Wait, who? Spike was in it. Yeah, I guess. We got Always to see Iceman as Ice. Yeah, we got to see his ice form. Yeah, we did. That's the first time yeah, we saw that. Was that. Cool. Yeah, we got to see more of uh, Beast Wolf Girl. Yeah, I don't know about just turns into a dog ish and she can i guess manipulate between the transitions because she turned into like dog girl 
a, a werewolf looking thing for a second? That, that, the werewolf looking thing is her main form. Ah, uh, gotcha. Uh, her um, voice sounded like a five year old. Yeah, she I sounded way, you. way too young. <sighs> yeah, we may be obsessed Bigfooters, but we ain't stupid. <laughs> Well, unless there's any other hot takes, I say we get to the main course. Oh, the main course? Which is the Ooh. next episode. Ooh. I like what? that. I like that a lot. Um all right. So uh according to Disney Plus, Shadow Dance. Forge constructs a device to lengthen Nightcrawler's teleportation reaches. Um, let me start off by saying uh like we've all been kind of talking about throughout this this uh batch of episodes all these episodes are great and this was by far my favorite episode thus far really yep this was an incredible episode for several it's a reasons really good episode uh all right of this batch or of the entire show entire show same yeah let's go jc and uh, I have actually eight hot points for this because you, you know that it's good if I wrote down more than five. And don't worry, we'll get through them fast. All right, number one, um, it's something we've already touched on. I love the Gene Rogue Scott love triangle. Heck yeah. Like every time like something spicy happens, I'm just like, yes, let's go. Uh, number two, Nightcrawler teleported to dinosaur hell. That's kind of scary. <laughs> Um, no hot one point number called three. them dinosaurs, though. So, yeah, did dinosaurs just, exist in the X Men universe? They exist in regular universe. <laughs> there's literally, there's literally the Savage Land where there's dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, why didn't they call them dinosaurs? Because they had gills and they lived in lava. Uh, they, uh, did you see one in lava? Yeah. No, you didn't. You liar. You're lying. I've been there. I've been there. It's a pretty <laughs> nice place. It's like Phil Colson's Tahiti, man. Yeah. It's, really a, good place. it's, it's a, a it's a wonderful place. It's, yeah. All right. Uh hot point number three. Uh do I love Avalanche now? I think I do. Oh, oh wow. because when because okay, it's a girl's jo- choice dance that's kind of been seated throughout this arc. Um, and uh, Kitty asks him, and he's like, All right, I'm gonna need to think about it. And I'm like, Okay, jerk. And he just like, I thought about it, let's go. I'm like, yes, that yes. was pretty good. Boy that was, was playing some moves. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, he definitely joined the X Men just to be next to Kitty because I mean, there is no way he was gonna. Yeah, we same. have no oh. choice but to stand. No choice. No okay, choice. okay. I want to talk about that scene real quick, Curtis. All yeah, right. Go ahead. All right. So we're gonna step our way into like PG thirteen here. All right. Oh, right. right. PG thirteen <laughs> warning to all of the impressionable we're step our way into PG thirteen. Right, what so watch what out. are you about to say, John? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Do I need right, to okay. shut off my ears? No, no. All right. So the dude. <laughs> the dude once he asks her or once she asks him and he's like i'll think about it and then she says or and then he's like i thought about it the answer is yes and then she walks away and she's like kind of excited and then he gets excited he does a little cheer he's like yes and then there's like a mini quake 
All right. Oh yeah. He <laughs> so was like, totally, he was totally a little more than excited. There. All right. So what happens when he gets really excited? All right. I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, I assume California floats away. Yeah, I think I caused oh, no. some serious earthquakes, man. How many beds has he got through? Oh my god. I mean, goodness gracious. Or the I would just... read I would read an entire book just on how like all of the mutants' powers manifest when like they're quote unquote excited. Yeah. Like yeah. when the dude hit puberty. <laughs> the dude hits puberty. What's going on? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> some crazy stuff's going on. That's when he got kicked out of his parents. This is our third house. You need to leave. <laughs> Oh, you no. Put this fishbowl <laughs> on your head and go. That's basically, that's why the fishbowl is there, is to keep women away from him so he can't get too excited. <laughs> that's the origin story. Yes, it's and functional. we're sticking with that. All right? That that's, is exactly That's our official Court of Capes canon here yes. forward. That's why he's got the fishbowl on his head. Oh, my word. All right. I'm just saying he got he got a little excited. There was a mini quake. What happens when it gets really excited? <laughs> Freaking steak cuts in half. Hot point number five. I love the scene or all the scenes involving um, Scott and Taryn because she just straight up straight up asks him like, "Hey, you want to go to the dance?" And he's like, "Yeah, sure, I guess." And he's he's continually like waiting on Gene to ask him, but then when she doesn't, he's like, okay. And uh, Gene is like obviously jealous, but Taryn makes the excellent point like, you literally could have asked him, bro, but you didn't. So I slid him in DMs. Yeah. So, so, yeah. So uh, this kind of, this kind of, okay, okay, to, to go on like character arc here, right? In terms of we reviewed Walking on the Wild Side walk on the wild side first right yeah so in terms of release that one came out first correct well i mean i don't know if it even came out first but canonically it happened first because they hadn't had they hadn't had the dance yet they mentioned like oh yeah we're, we're setting up for the dance okay yeah. so that kind of like backtracks gene's character development of her being this leader and doing what she wants to do and taking advantage like i'm gonna do what i want you know, well, she, oh, got yeah, she, she, she got nervous. She got nervous. Yeah. And I mean, it, it's that's a perfectly like regular teenage thing to happen. It is a perfect, but it kind of doesn't really mesh a little bit with her being this independent, I do what I want woman on Walk on the Wild Side. I don't well, think I mean, she has a definite personality yet. <laughs> and, it, like, and it also coincides with like, because she was honestly kind of like ticked at Scott that whole episode. Yeah. So okay. like this could be residual impact from that as well. Yeah, but it, it, they showed it more as it at nerves, like she didn't have the nerve to ask him, rather than. Oh yeah, I mean it, it's a big step because they've been friends being for mad so long. at Scott. Yeah, I mean you can have all the nerve in the world and then fall apart with a crush, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, but I think man, that's fair. Amanda, Amanda did. I mean, or who was that? What was the name Sorry. of the girl that was in the Kurt? Taryn. No, it no, wasn't. no, that, that that was the one that was into Scott. Yeah, yeah Amanda. Amanda. Uh, Amanda. We're gonna get to that. We're getting to that. Okay. We're, gonna, okay. get we're getting to her. Don't take the man hot points. I'm not. I'm, I'm just saying. No. Nah, right? Who would ever do that? Who would? <laughs> <laughs> person. That person deserves to be a tarred and feathered. 
Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> We're all getting tarred and feathered. <laughs> all right. Um, so this is the only other thing I'll really mention about the uh I guess I guess technically the A plot being the dinosaurs. Um when uh when Forge and them are talking about like, oh yeah, we're gonna extend like your uh teleportation and uh and then I think Wolverine was like, uh what if like one of those things like leaks out of the dimension? And he's like, eh, it hasn't happened before, so we're probably good. Yep, good logic. <laughs> Yeah, yep. true scientists there, real scientists. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think it's just pretty cool that that's where that that's where Nightcrawler's going when he's teleporting. Yeah, he and just doesn't like it like cool. light speed. They explain like the mist around him's not mist but sulfur, like like mm-hmm. yeah. Super hot that's why sulfur. he smells bad every time he teleports. Yeah, I think that's just a cool thing. Oh yeah, very. The X Men, the X Men powers in general are just awesome. I mean, and I like, think it was cool that brought back Forge, too. I yeah, mean, he's a cool dude. Yeah. Um, hot point number whatever. Um, I love everyone's prom clothes. Everyone looks super cute slash just ridiculous. Like, I love, I love Boom Boom's, like, 70s-inspired, like, just insanity that she's wearing. Yep. I would get like, some Harley Quinn vibes, there? almost. Yep, yep. And, uh... Yeah, just the whole prom sequence is just amazing. Um, and uh, oh yeah, a uh, hot point that I forgot earlier on was uh, Kurt is adorable when he gets asked out by uh, that like was, that was an uh, that was an adorable scene. I love that it. was so good. That was <sighs> so good. And like, I feel like the another theme of like this batch of episodes has been like characters who we started off like in season one being like, eh, I don't really care. Kurt being one of them, like I love him now. Like this uh, no. episode, I mean, this I episode was, was his freaking breakout. I was, I mean, yeah. I'm a Nightcrawler stand, so most of the time I'm like, okay, like yeah, it's Nightcrawler, cool. But this was definitely like a huge step up for him as a character oh, yeah. in Legend. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, man, if you and like the- Nightcrawler, you're gonna love at Wolverine the X Men whenever you watch it. Like, dang, he's so dope. He's got a great arc in that. I mean, I'm pretty and, sure uh, I've seen some of that stuff, and that's probably why I like him so much. I just don't remember what happens. Fair enough. Also, um, at the end of this episode, it turns out Kurt's date already knew that he was Nightcrawler. That was fantastic. I really like it. We okay, okay. We questioned that, or like I brought yeah, it up yeah. because there was one time where when he teleported, I was like, "Oh, so nobody's gonna." We're just yeah. going, and I think I remember seeing someone in the background. Yeah, the one the one time that he uh, let his blue face show at school. Like I love that they referenced that again. That's so wild that they actually went back. Batman mm-hmm. and Iron Man would never. Nope. This this show's level of writing is so inconsistent in that sometimes it's so clever and they actually set things up really well. Yep. And then sometimes they just have none of it. Yeah, sometimes it's like, wait, what? That does not match up. But yeah. it is it is inconsistent, but I would argue that like if you were to plot out every episode we've had so far, the trajectory is up. Like it's a positive oh. slope. Yeah. Oh. Just the fact that they're doing this puts this like way above most of the shows we watched. The fact that it exists yep. at all. Mhm. So, uh, yeah. That was that was just why I mentioned like like with the uh, 
what was it where the wild things are like they didn't set up scott like having any kind of like misogynistic feelings whatsoever and then they laid it on thick oh I yeah like, no I, I, I think that's fair that's a fair criticism yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe, but, but maybe, really cool. maybe we can get to the bottom of this by seeing like who the directors of each episode are slash writers because they i bet they differ pretty frequently probably uh, probably I mean, so in maybe a it's like of... this, maybe it's like the same guy that's like, all right, like the main dude to tack all the main stuff now changed in season two, to where like when when there's like not a filler episode, he's in charge and it's really good. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, to uh, to sum up like this episode, it is everything that the show can be. It is interesting teenage drama like interesting usage of powers being like them trying to extend Kurt's powers and just the character moments that we've all wanted to see. Like they're finally starting to capitalize on the fact that like they have this ensemble cast of really interesting people. Yeah. So uh, any other thoughts before we rank them? Um, I just want to echo what I said earlier about Amanda being the best character because she was freaking amazing and I love her and I hope that her and Kurt have a happily ever after that's beautiful because he deserves it with her and she's beautiful and amazing and oh my goodness. Beautiful half blue half human babies. (sighs) She's so pure. (laughs) Now this is where I was going to bring up Pepper. The fact that she acts like this towards Kurt just spits in the face of how despicable Pepper was about Gene. Like, think about them two characters for a second. True. That's why we were playing Gene, man. Pepper hates hates all muties. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Gene didn't even look different. Like, Kurt looks like a monster, and she's like, I love you. Like, oh my goodness, she's amazing. That's some some Miss Martian... uh... Superboy stuff right there. Oh, when she turned uh, into her white Martian spoilers. Oh, oh man, the white Mar- the Ma- the white Martian's hotter. Spoilers. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I 100% agree. Give me the mouth. <laughs> Give me the mouth. One of these days, one of these days, we're all gonna watch Young Justice for this for this here uh, podcast program, and we're all gonna descend into madness as the show <laughs> unravels. Before oh man. Oh man, season four is still happening. I think, right? <laughs> yeah. Once it gets a release date, maybe we should just uh, go ahead and bite the bullet and watch it. Hey, that's maybe not biting so. a bullet. Come on now. Well, well not I mean, the see, first two see, seasons. Not the first two seasons. <laughs> I mean, season one is legitimately like some of the best DC I've ever seen. Oh yeah. Season two, season two is like an eight, like a seven and a half or an eight. Great Nightwing. Oh, it's such good. I don't Nightwing. even. I don't even remember him doing anything. Nightwing <laughs> in, in and. Freaking Nightwing and Aqualad were so good in season two. So good. Oh yeah, Aqualad was Aqualad is exquisite throughout. I I'm love him. Big, He's my favorite character from the show. My favorite character was Speedy. Oh, I'm not surprised. <laughs> big Speedy guy. <laughs> no, his character arc was really interesting and pretty awesome. Actually, the whole thing, because you're like, wait, which is which? What? Oh, man. Now I just I got someone to watch that show recently and they loved it. They're like, "Am I a DC fan now?" <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> All right, we need to get back on track. 
Yeah, let's yes. let's rank them. All right, I have mine actually done. Ooh, Same. Nice. Who would you, you, who would go, you first, like to go first? Oh, right. Heck yeah, let's go. All right. Do it. Coming at numero seis, we have retreat for obvious reasons. Um, but Do it was it. still fun. It was still fun. Um, a little bit of an animal hunt. Um, and uh, the beast exploring himself. And turns out he really didn't come across as many conclusions as he wanted to. Sad. All right. Mm. Number five, I have Joyride. Um, it was fun, a filler for sure. Didn't really see too much Lance action, but we got saw some pro Lance. Like that was the beginning of Lance, like being like, oh, okay. Oh yeah. Maybe I really enjoyed that episode. Maybe he's uh not that bad actually. And I love Professor X accepting him. He's like, we're supposed to be, you know, accepting people. Um, number four, I have Walk on the Wild Side. It's a pro fem episode, but um, JC's right. The whole uh, Scott being a misogynist did like came out of nowhere. Um, but I really like seeing the girls in action and them doing what they want to do, um, including uh, Boom Boom. <laughs> <laughs> I still can't get over her name. Uh, so this is where I think our lists all differ. So you guys might have the same list. I don't know. Number three, I have Shadow Dance. Number two, I have On Angel's Wings. And on number one, I have Mindbender. <laughs> so, Jason, oh what's so funny? Goodness. Josh, I don't think we have a single episode in the same place. <laughs> Wait, oh. really? I don't think we've That's ever had a list more different, ever. Not, not oh my. Even the butt. Wait, not even the, the top three? I mean, the top three are, um, I mean. I think man. the bottom three are the ones that, that are pretty stationary. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. We'll see. I have. JC, I want to know your I want to know your list now. Like, I think I think me and JC might have a similar list. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> JC, what you doing? Give us. I think list, you guys JC. are all gonna tell me my list is wrong. <laughs> J- JC, JC, give us the JC, list. If you have Dega Mindbender on the bottom three, I will. Okay. 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 We'll cut. <laughs> Do you really want my list right now? I do. JC okay. totally has mine better at the bottom. I hope you all are prepared. I'm pretty prepared. I'm prepared. I knew it was happening. <laughs> what if I do? What if I do the switcheroo thing where I don't get my number six until the end? Yeah. <laughs> that's that the greatest moment. That is the greatest moment in rankings history for this podcast, no, right there. No. Thank you, thank you. It was you. like a Whitney episode too, wasn't it, or something? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, it probably was. <laughs> oh man, okay. So starting at number six, just ripping off the bandaid, Mindbender. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. I'm so done. Oh man, oh man. Have we ever had that happen where like someone's favorite was someone else's least favorite? I don't, probably not. That's JC! gotta be unprecedented. <laughs> I want everyone to know that Josh walked off of frame. <laughs> The day that JC finally broke Josh. JC, there's probably this is Josh's never been origin. a time where I wanted to crumb across the court and just, <laughs> oh my gosh. This is Josh's villain origin story. Yep, yep. This is his one bad day. I thought JC was having one bad day, but turns out. Oh <laughs> my gosh. I don't understand, JC. Please explain your logic. 
I've already said all that I can yeah, say. He I, just said I, he just said that he thought it was forgettable. Yeah. I, I'm not saying it's a bad episode. I just I'm don't remember it. And it's to just... disagree with you so strongly. And I That's think fine. You should go rewatch it. I, I probably should. I'm almost definitely not going to, but I really should. <laughs> <laughs> I think right. I think what we can what we can all agree on is that there were no straight up bad episodes in this. Oh, I completely agree. A hundred percent. Okay, so moving up to there, from to my next controversial take, at uh, number five, I am putting Walk on the Wild Side. All right, all right. All right that's okay. not I mean, it's take. a little low, but yeah. Uh, yeah. That's fair, fair. Up from there, I'm putting Retreat. Up from there, number three, I have Joyride. Nice, and then nice. obviously On Angel's Wings and Shadow Dance because Amanda is amazing all right i mean your list came around at the end well i it's think obvious so. with the top well i guess not okay i'll go next josh just needs to chillax in a lazy boy recliner and think about life for a while <laughs> a little bit <laughs> all right curtis all right uh at the bottom i have retreat yeah Coming in at number five, I have Mindbender. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. Whoa. Whoa. I just, okay, Mindbender was an enjoyable episode, but I just enjoyed the four above it, like, more. Exactly. Exactly. Nah, dog, nah. This makes me feel justified. Thank you, Curtis. Thank you. You're very welcome. You're... I mean, it was a good episode, but it wasn't a great yeah. episode to me. Like, I had nothing, like, if I had disliked the episode, I would have trashed it. I have had no problems <laughs> trashing episodes. I said nothing bad about it, Josh. Nothing bad. <laughs> All right, continue, um, Curtis. Com coming in at number four, Joyride. A lovely episode, really enjoyed it. Then Walk on the Wild Side, On Angel's Wings, and Shadow Dance at number one. Nice. I think we all have different lists. <laughs> nice. <laughs> By a lot. All right. <laughs> oh, I thought I thought Shadow Dance was your number one as well, Anthony. But we no, it's we'll, not. We'll get no, to that. No, it's not. No, no. At the butt, we have Retreat. It was it was fun. I like seeing more Beast. One of these days, will become really interesting. Yeah, JC, <laughs> I, I I don't know we how swear. you got more you entertainment out of Retreat and then Walk on the Wild Side. Like that's still that's wild. I just, as well. I, I just have that bias toward liking Beast. Apparently, I like that JC bias. He's a beastie boy. And he's remember, a, remember how I put a drift at number three, Josh. Yes, this yeah, is true. That's that's yeah, still that, way more egregious than anything you well, said here. That's that's way worse, man. <laughs> that's way worse. <laughs> For some reason, I'm apparently okay with like these random one-off rescue episodes. I don't know. I guess it's okay with me. All right. At uh, next up on the list, I have Joyride. Uh, it was pretty fun. I liked it. And then we have Walk on the Wild Side. Then we have Mindbender, and then Shadow Dance, and then, of course, for me, on Angel's Wings. Yeah, I mean, we had the same top three. At least you put it in the top three. It almost <laughs> wasn't in the top three, but... Oh, gosh, really? <laughs> I feel like that top three was much better than I think, the bottom I three. Think, I think you and me, Josh, kind of really singled out the, the three fillers versus the three main ones. Possibly. 
that's kind of that's kind of what our rankings reflect. Yeah. But I mean, overall, we got some wild lists in here, guys. Yeah. 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 There's like absolutely no consen- consensus. No one can accuse it. us of being homogenous. No, no group think going on. No here. group think going on at all. We wow. all probably think of this show completely differently. Yeah, I mean, this is the season two that I was hoping for. Like, Curtis was, like, talking up season two, and I was like, or the show a little bit, and I was like, we're not there, we're not there, we're not there, we're not there. But when we saw this group here, I was like, okay, we're getting there. We there! We, we're getting there. And I'm really, I'm, I'm, I'm liking that. Because the quality of episodes that we saw, I hope it stays that way, and well, hopefully even gets even better throughout the show. In, in theory. A- yeah, obviously I- in theory. I can't wait to pick apps. I'm really excited. All right. So, Let's yes, with those freaking hot takes, JC, I know where you freaking live. Let's move on. <laughs> I know Let's, where you guys, if live. I don't make it through the night, you'll know why. Let's move on to some drafting. Okay, let's see if I got this right. I'm looking on Wikipedia here, guys. All right, so we have one. How two, are three, we? How are we uh, splitting five, this? Seven episodes. We're, we're gonna watch. We're gonna watch the next seven episodes. Yes. So that's three according to Wikipedia, there are seven episodes. No, they're not. Whoa. Oh, that's right. Walk in the wild side and shadow. Oh. All right. So let's watch the next, yeah, seven episodes. So through episode three of season three? Sure. Yes. Correct. Okay. Man, there are like three or four that I would pick number one here. Yeah. It, 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 sure. They all look really interesting. All right. So... Who go- JC went first, right? Yep, so it's Curtis. Yep, so- yes! So now yes! it's Curtis, then it's me, then it's Anthony, then it's JC. Yo, if I were right, if I were writing up like my top picks from episodes that I remembered from the show, this would be my number one pick for the Curtis, entire show. I don't you're... I don't even know if it's number one, like truly, but I remember loving it. So oh, I know what could be bad, I but want. it could be good. Please don't take it, please don't take it. Give me the hex factor. No! <laughs> garbage. Yeah, yeah. Let's freaking go. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what? Oh, no. No, 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 no. Oh, my goodness. Let me look at the... Who's next? Now I'm next. All right. I mean, I think there's a clear number two here, Josh. All right. Since I want to see him, we're gonna go with it. Operation Rebirth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That would be that would be my number my number two. That was my number number one. All right. So uh, Anthony. I will take uh, Day of Reckoning part one. Oh, we going into some parts of some season finales. Will they hold up? It better be better than season one finale. I'm just saying. Surely. No, uh, I think JC's going to take mine. Um, give me mainstream. Oh, he did take mine. Yes. Wow. Okay. All right, All right, I will be selecting day day of recovery. Dang it, Curtis! <laughs> oh my gosh! 
All right. So to me, it's between the stuff of Heroes and Day of Reckoning Part 2. I'm going to go with Day of Reckoning Part 2. Nice. Nice. I mean, it can't be much worse than the first finale, so. Yep. And so that means yeah. I get uh, uh, stuff uh, of heroes. The stuff of heroes. The stuff. The stuff. Any of us with stuff in the title's got to be great. Yeah. Awesome. All right. All right. I got. I got good vibes about this patch, guys. Yeah. I think. I think we finally have turned a corner. Oh, man, I'm looking forward to the hex factor. <laughs> so as I'm typing in like chat to tell everyone what episodes we have, I I kind of forgot to put spaces between stuff of heroes and it auto corrected to heterosexual. Oh my <laughs> <What>? <laughs> the, stuff, the stuff of heterosexuals. Please, please just send it like that. I already am. <laughs> So, Jason, you got mainstream, right? Yeah. (laughs) All right. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. A wild episode where people literally (laughs) shot five. Friendships died in this episode. Specifically, JC and Josh. If if our next episode has only three members, um, (laughs) please. uh... If I die, you all know why and who did it. If JC dies, I get his titles. No, no, no. See, it'll just be three members, and I'll go like men in black on you where you completely forget his existence somehow. Oh, so. my goodness. JC, like if you, you die, JC, if you die, I'll give you Timekeeper. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> That's all I want out of life. The Another title. still out on whether what? or not you have Timekeeper, anyways. Wait, JC, what if me and JC are the Timekeepers? Ooh. Oh. I kind of like that. I don't know. Well, you know, Anthony, if we if we act like if we act like we have the titles long enough, we'll eventually just have them. Do yeah, the we'll timekeepers just... even exist though? That's the thing. All right. Me and we Jason, are the timekeepers. Me and Jason, <laughs> therefore timekeepers are real. Oh my goodness. All right. Uh guys, that was a really great app. I had a lot of fun. Um, but I'm coming at you, JC. Watch yourself. <laughs> Keep one one eye open, like in Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Right. I'm actually getting threatened here. <laughs> All right, so it's been real, I tell you guys. I'm a little scared. I'm I'm real scared. It's been a joyride. <laughs> yeah, maybe a battle of the baldies, real life. Your <laughs> hatred out. for the baldness knows no bounds, Josh. I have no hatred <laughs> for baldies. <laughs> Peace out, guys. <laughs>